Welcome back to Second Look. I'm Pastor George Robertson, and I'm introducing to you today seven points recently made by Myron Thomas, the pastor of Innovation Church, made them to our staff, and we share them with you for your encouragement today. A couple of things my wife asked me, because I, I, I was speaking really high about this church. And, and don't get me wrong, I know every church has its issues. It, we all do. We're not perfect. We the bride, it's bride, but it's, we, got some, we, got some, hey, we got some work to do. But I was just letting her know how blessed I am by this church. And I'm not just, I'm not pulling any punches. I'm, you guys are unique. And sometimes when, when you, because I have experiences with, with a lot of different people, and, and, and you all are unique. And she said, what is it? What, what is it? What is the, I mean, what is it about them? What is the difference? Why do you think they, they get it? And I know some of us, we struggle, and some of us, oh, that, that, that was tough. And, but, but I think, furthermore, we, we, this church get it. And I said to her, I, I think it's, I don't know, I, I, it's, it's, the, it's the leadership, it's the, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's, it's the former leadership, it's the current leadership. I'm, I'm, I'm just blessed by them because they get it. And, and here's a couple of things that, that I jotted down about you guys that I noticed. You all have a servant's heart. You all have a servant's heart. Jesus got up from the table with his disciples and took off his clothes and put a towel around him and begin to wash his disciples' feet. Peter didn't want him to wash his feet. Peter like, hey, I, don't, I don't want you to wash. Jesus said, if you don't let me wash your feet, you're not going to have a part of me. Peter like, look, not only my feet, my hands, my toes, and everything, because I don't want to be separated from you. Jesus washed his disciples' feet. And when he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. He said, do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is the messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Jesus showed the best example by washing his disciples' feet. Many of you heard the text message that Pastor George sent me when our community was facing a difficult time. There was so much chaos. And I'm telling you, I, I, I got it on both sides. Well, I've known to get it on both sides. Why are you doing this? And why are you not doing this? And it's like, man, listen. We... we <laughs> And he sent the text, and the word that he used is, I'm your servant. And so you, you know the history. He intentionally used it, I am your servant. This church is a church that serves. This church is engaged in the city. You're engaged in the city. You're in the heart of the city. 
and you engage the city. You don't keep your resources to yourself. You don't keep your gifts to yourself. You don't keep your talent to yourself. You don't keep your time to yourself. You go out and you volunteer. You go out and you share. And I don't think it's, it's for show. I think it's just a part of the DNA. You're engaged in the city because you can give to the city but not be engaged in the city. You are engaged in the city. So many things that you do, and, and I don't see a, a big 2PC did this, stamp our name on that. We're engaged. We're engaged in church plants. We're engaged in, I mean, we, we, we're just engaged. We're engaged in parachurches. We, we, we're engaged. You're involved. You've been involved. I've seen it. I've seen firsthand people mentoring kids, volunteering with kids, reading the kids, sharing with kids, coming out. I mean, mentoring. I've seen it. You're engaged. Third thing is you're mission-minded. You're mission-minded. Jesus in the Great Commission, the first thing he told him was go. You all go. You go. I look at the mission conferences. And I was really trying to pull to think about because there's totally different. And I think sometimes when you're in it, you don't really know how awesome it is. But if you go other places, then you can really see that, man, this is an awesome place. I tell our church all the time, like, I, I don't, I serve with some awesome people. Like, we, our leadership team and our church, they're energetic, they rock, they're, they're on point. They, it, it, it is different. I talked with some other pastors and they're like, man, I cannot believe that they serve the way that they do, that they love the way. I mean, it is contagious and unreal how our team serve and I, and I love them. That's, that's my one amen right here. He's, he, <laughs> and it's, you shouldn't have to go other places to, to really understand that you have something great. I don't have to see another great marriage or a terrible marriage to understand that I have a great marriage. So sometimes you see something else, and, oh my God, this is really great. I'm telling you, this is a great church. The, the mission conferences that you have, the people that you have to come in, and it's been that way. The Tim Kellers, the, I mean, it's been that way. It's mission, we're about missions for real. And it's not just about, it's how can we be about missions the right way? You want to get it right. We don't want to just send a check to you. We want to be involved. And we, and we don't want to be involved to where we take over. We want to come alongside of you. That's the difference. We want to come alongside of you as you do the work. I think even that mindset is, a, is an example for us as we do ministry and as we give to missions. And we say, we want to come alongside of the people that's already doing the work. We don't have to, to, to stamp it and say, Innovation Church did that. No, if you're doing the work, then how can we come alongside of you and support what you're already doing? So, so you, it's like you get it. Fourth thing is you seek first to understand, then be understood. This comes from seven habits of highly effective people. You, you seek first to understand, then to be understood. So you, you're good listeners. You're good listeners. You, I've had meeting after meeting after meeting. And the common denominator is people listen. Regardless of the opinion, you listen. I want to learn. I want to learn more. I think when things took place in Mike Brown, uh, when he was killed, and, and um, 
I think it's maybe it's 2015 or 16 when we just start seeing a lot of what was taking place in our country. I had to go out of town, but, but, but leadership called me in and, and wanted, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from black parishioners. I want to hear, I want to hear, I want to, we, we, we want to we learn from you. We don't want to say, well, but, uh, but, you know, this guy had a record, but, you know, we looked up the, we looked up the history and, uh, you know, the numbers really say that, well, that, that there's really more whites that get killed. It's not that type of conversation. We want to learn from you. We want to learn from your perspective. Even if we have a different one, that's, now is not the time, brother. If you've been abused, now, well, what did you do? I mean, did you have on, was your shorts really short? I mean, what did you do? Man, I was abused. And that's your question? What did I do? I'm just saying, I mean, normally, you know, it's something that, you listen. When I first met with Andrew Kiesling years ago, that brother solid. And, and, and he listened. And it's like we had the same heartbeat about ministry. And I let him know on, on the front end. If you, he, he, he reached out to several people he wanted to serve, and nobody got back with him. We got back with him. He wanted to serve in the inner city, and he wanted his youth to serve. I said, man, listen, let's have lunch. We don't, we don't want this relationship if you're coming in to paint another wall, because we don't need another wall painted. And sometimes nonprofits have felt forced to lie about what they need because donors would say, hey, this is what we want to do. And nonprofits would say, or donors would take the pulse, uh, or, or the nonprofits would take the pulse, pulse of the donors and say, well, they're, they're passionate about this, so we're going to say that we do this so that they can, we can build a relationship with them so we can get money from them later on. And I said, we're not playing that game. We don't need the light stuff. We're either going to have a relationship or not. This is what we need. We need true, honest relationships. We need our kids serving together because we're not a mission. We're a part of mission. We're a part of the work. So don't just look at us as, as a mission. Yeah, there are some needs that we have in our community, but we also want to give as well. We have people that's on welfare serving and giving out food boxes as well. Just because you're on welfare don't mean that you don't have anything to give as well. So everybody get to play a part in this. So we sit down, man, listen. If, if, if we need to serve together. He was like, oh, my God. That was his heartbeat. We went on mission trips together. And we served together. And we served in the inner city together. And we built strong relationships with black kids and white kids who tore down altars, who said, I'm, I don't care about what my mom or my dad taught me. I'm having true, honest relationships with these people that don't look like me. And we're laughing and we're playing. And we're, it's like, like, uh, what was the name of the movie? Uh, it's like we went to, um, gosh, Denzel Washington. Remember the Titans? It's like we came back, like, remember, it was like we, but it was, it was real. And it was, I mean, it was transparent and honest. And we had so much in common. But throughout the churches, you seek first to understand, then you're looking to be understood. The fifth thing is you've been life learners. You continue to learn, again, with the mission conferences. It's like, I mean, listen, I was, I, I was 
I, I had to think through these things, the characteristics that I see here, thinking through, but it's just like, what is it? Why is it so different? You guys are so far ahead of so many predominantly white churches. So uh, you continue to learn through the mission conferences. It's, it's through bringing in leadership. Even talking to Todd Erickson yesterday, and he was just talking through COVID and, and why the decision was made to, to operate like you've been operating. Then just make the decision, being sensitive. He mentioned that understanding also that it's affected the African-American community differently. I mean, just bringing in how, how Josh vet out other pastors to see what's taking place in, in other communities. And we don't want to be, I mean, we don't want to be sensitive or, or, or insensitive. Pastor Joy spoke at Innovation Church on yesterday, and we're doing a book club. We did a book club with Independent Press, and we went through Generous Justice together. And we're looking to do another book club going through a book by John Perkins. And Pastor George was there, and he shot me a text like, man, I love what you guys are doing. But I think that that seed was even planted in him like, what, what, what? What can we do? What do we need to be doing? But just life learners, man. We've not arrived. Even though we're ahead, we're continually learning. Intentionality. Sixth thing. Y'all are intentional. To look around, to, to see the diversity in the staff. To see the diversity in the church. To see the diversity in the choir. Intentional. And not trying to become something that you're not, but knowing that we want to look like heaven. But intentional about that. Seventh thing is a loving culture. I got so much encouragement on yesterday. So many text messages on yesterday. It's like you were told to do the same thing. It's like you all had a meeting to say, all right, when he come, when he preach, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> all right, this is how we're going to respond. I don't care what he say. I don't care what he does. But everybody, are we on the same page? Yes, sir. Do you hear me? Yes, sir. Do you hear me? Yes, sir. So, all right. Man, I'm, and I know you, you, you should show hospitality to the guests, but I'm, I'm in the conference room and it's like three, four different staff members come. Man, you want some coffee? You want some coffee? You want some juice? You want some water or anything? It wasn't even their job. They just see us in there and you want some coffee? You want some water? You need anything? Meeting with, 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 with Richard and, and meeting with, with, with Samuel and I mean, just it's, it's contagious. It's, it, it's, it's the same tone. I'm speaking with someone in this department that doesn't have anything to do with someone that's in this department, but it's the same conversation. It's the same love. It's the same culture. It's the same passion for God, for the church. The culture is one that's a loving culture. Barden offered me his robe. Yeah, I got two of them you can pick from, brother. A shorter one or a longer one. You can get my office. You're not faking it. 
It's part of the DNA. It's part of who, you, who you've become. And I know it's been a deep history. But it's a part of who you all are. And I believe that you all are leading the way in this city. Don't take for granted what you have here. Don't take anything away from it. My encouragement is to put your feet on the gas. Don't put your, don't put your foot on the pedal. Don't, don't stop. Don't pump the brakes. But put your feet on the gas and keep going and give more and be innovative and keep separating the gap. Provoke other churches to jealousy in a godly jealousy that they say, we, we need to learn from them. They are leading the way. I'm blessed by this ministry. Listen, 2PC. People are going to criticize you. People are going to talk when, when, when Pastor George talks certain, when he speaks certain messages. They're going to they're gonna say it. They're going to say it. Oh, that's not the gospel. Oh, that's going to, they're going to label it. They're going to do it. Have his back. That's scripture. That's what Jesus, this is, this is bagged up by what Jesus says in scriptures. It's all through scripture. So you don't discredit the man. You don't discredit his preaching. Because, uh, uh, well, he said this and he, they're, they're coming with it. If they hadn't come with it, they're coming with it. And when they do, have his back. You all are changing the game. You're changing the world. And I believe that you all are showing them Jesus. Man, what I saw in the congregation and, and what I saw from guys that text me that, that's not even members here, that's not even um, in leadership, it says something about you all that's on staff. It says something about the leadership at this church. You all are setting the tone. Keep loving, keep leading, keep speaking up. Speak the truth in love. As the world gets more innovative, as the world gets more innovative, we as a church must do the same thing. Paul said, I made all things to all men that by all means I'm able to save some. To the Jew, I became a Jew. Pastor George didn't preach in his robe yesterday at innovation. Did he have, he have some jeans on? He preached in some jeans. Because he was at innovation. I didn't preach it in the jeans yesterday. I had on a robe. Because I was at second press. Let's be innovative. Let's represent. Let's not be afraid to take risk. If it's about Jesus, we're doing it. If it make you uncomfortable, that's okay. If it's about Jesus, we're not compromising that. We do gospel rap, and somebody asked me before, like, you know, what do you think other people say about that? I don't care, because what, what kind of rap do we do? It's gospel rap. Oh, it's about Jesus? 
If it's about Jesus, I don't, I don't care what you say, because what make rap wrong is the words. So either you say, Jesus, we love you. Oh, Jesus, we love you. Or you can say, Jesus, we love you. We love you so much. The same thing. You just said it like, Jesus, we love you so much. And he said it like, Jesus, we love you so much. But we're saying the same thing. And if we can't get into their world, if we can't speak their language, if we can't earn, earn the right to be heard so the world can listen to us, then we're losing them. Thank you, two people out there. Thank you, thank you. I see you in the back. Thank you. Man, let's be innovative. I saw a guy. I think it was, I don't know, he had an earring in his ear singing and some tennis shoes on under the robe. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Don't look at him crazy. Man, we need that. We want that. He's a part of the body. If he loves God, let's continue to do it. Let's continue to put our foot on the gas. Let's continue to change. Let's continue to be innovative. Let's continue to, let, let, let's go. Let's continue to reach the world for Christ. If it doesn't compromise the gospel, let's take a risk. Let's go and get it. Let's lead by loving. You all have, you all have been the example of leadership in this city, and you've done it by loving, by loving, by being intentional about it. And I thank God for you. And I think I speak for so many people in this city. So 2PC, thank you. Thank you. Continue to show them Jesus. Continue to be who you are. Continue to allow God to, to prick your heart and to convict you when, God, I thought I had it, but I don't have it. Don't ever get to a place to where, oh, I'm good now. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. No, there's something that's, there's still a learning curve. I thought I had it, but, but I didn't. And in the process of sanctification, th that's what happens to where I thought, I thought I was on it. I, I thought I, but God, you showed me something else. I'm not too old to learn something else. I don't know it all. I don't know all the, 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 the whole breadth of God and the depth of God. And when he reveals something else, God, I, I embrace that. Show them 